NPR. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Today is Saturday, September 24th. Aleppo, Syria. <laughs> the sounds of fighting have filled the air here in <laughs> Boston's harbor. <laughs> Do you figure they would have one of those when it was like the Boston Tea Party? Rebels have gathered in the harbor. Are you going to put all this in your podcast? It always goes in. This it's is the what beginning. I've learned. You can't say anything. I know. So, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. We have a guest today. Do to do. Her name is not do to do. Try not to give you any usable audio, David. <laughs> it's Nina. Say hello, Nina. Hey, David. It's Nina. Nina is a New York resident that is here in Boston visiting. I am the only New York resident on this podcast. You are equally ignorant in all things Boston. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. We're outside on a a beautiful fall day. You'll hear the sounds of the river. Or it may technically be the Boston (laughs) Harbor. It's been maybe a month or close to a month and your accent still has not improved. Dear listener, has my accent improved? I think it has. You seem to think that all Bostonians speak extremely slowly, which I don't believe is the case. You, know, you might want to try speeding it up a little bit. I think that um, I'm trying to move gingerly through my vowels. Uh, maybe I need to say it super duper quickly. Boston Hava. Exactly. Boston Hava. That's spot on. Sounds like it came out of Tom Brady's mouth. Is he actually from Boston? No, I don't think anyone at this point is actually from Boston. I think the number of people that are from Boston that are in Boston is progressively getting smaller and Donnie smaller. Wahlberg. And uh, Marky. Mac. So we're on the harbor or the river or whatever you want to call it. So you'll hear the lovely sounds of construction, new development or things that are coming up. And one of those things is where we are going today. The Institute of Contemporary Art. I believe it is a decade old. Maybe I should have looked some of this up before. <laughs> Who knows? facts? Part of our charm <laughs> is our sheer ignorance of these things. I was telling you guys this morning that you should make like a bloopers reel of your podcast, like all of the facts that you've gotten wrong. The problem with that idea, though, is that the entire thing is us saying half-truths. But this is what people tune in for. People want to feel superior. Boston is known for its museums. So Nina, rapid fire, different museums in Boston, go. Peabody Essex, ICA, the MFA, um, the Isabella Stewart Gardner, the Harvard. The Harvard Fog Museum. Fog Museums. Oh, the Craft Museum, the Fuller Craft. I can't remember what it's called. It might be Fuller Craft. Some deep knowledge here. Also, you guys asked me which museum I wanted to go to today, so I looked at a list of museums in <laughs> Boston last oh. night. I see. <laughs> you missed my whole spiel. The fun is that we're utterly ignorant of everything. <laughs> Let's hear two morons go around Boston. <laughs> two well-educated morons. For stupid people, we have a lot of fun. So <laughs> so the, the ICA, the Institute of Contemporary Art, one of the newer museums in Boston. Let's talk about this building, because I think it is uh, quite an enticing little package here. We've got a lot of glass and chrome and some... <laughs> enticing package. <laughs> yeah, that Not sounds wrong. The, uh... <laughs> Take that part out. That sounds sort of dirty. It's very attractive. It's actually reminding me of the Opera House in Oslo that we saw, just to get a little fancy Ooh, on show you. Off. I know. Um, I've traveled. Very pretty. I think what we're seeing here is, you know, what we see across lots of cities, a poor area that developers want to get their hands on and, and want to... Mm, 
Yum, yum. <laughs> uh, entice rich people to live in, uh, give some money for an art museum. It's true. So that it uh, makes the area seem less dangerous. But there's sailboats. I don't know why you would think that as we sit across the street from the Price Waterhouse Cooper headquarters. <laughs> and as we sit right next to oodles of condo construction that are taking place right now, which is that beeping sound. Beep, 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 beep. That's the sound of housing prices rising in this area. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Oh. So we're going to go enjoy the fruits of uh, that gentrification and development, which is... <laughs> A contemporary art museum. My trick is to go in and pretend all the art is for sale and you're a millionaire from Monopoly and you're like, which one am I going to buy for my mega mansion? Maybe <laughs> I'll put this one over the couch in the yacht. That is literally the story of art history for the last 500 <laughs> years. Is a rich person going, I should like that in my house. Or a pope going, you know what this church could use? Nice painting on the ceiling. Exactly. So there, there you go. This is this is the approach to take to art museums to have a fun time. Is pretend you're the Pope. There's a ca- Ooh, that cafe looks nice. It's a fancy cafe. Look at these elevators. There's a video of a man. Um, he's a, using a bow and arrow to shoot all of the things that he's buying at the grocery store. Yeah, but look at that yogurt. That's totally European yogurt. They have that in Greenpoint. Okay, so there's a permanent collection, and then there's two special Fourth exhibitions. Floor. That fourth floor did not have a Boston accent. Organized by Ava Raspini. Hey, Ava Raspini. Hi, Ava. You guys are nerds. <laughs> did you get that? Wait, what was that? I said you guys are nerds. It looks like this lady won American Ninja Warrior. She's screaming. I don't know, she's got stress balls in her hands. It's called Lil Laughing, though. Maybe she's their arthritis. Like, Maybe she's, yeah, she's exercising to get ready for Ninja Warrior. You mean Ninja Warrior Senior? Maybe I'm watching too much Ninja Warrior. I think you're watching too much Ninja Warrior. That's your other podcast. Ninja Warrior. All art is seen through Ninja Warrior. Yeah, see, here's... A painting of a guy on a skateboard. He has decided not to climb the wall again, but to skate up it. He's going to beat the wall with his skateboard. Oh, I need to read more books. <laughs> Stop watching so much Ninja Warrior. All right, so museum. Concluding thoughts. What do you Yay. think, David? Um, the ICA. So it's a little bit of a weird space. There's four floors, but the other floors sort of don't exist as museum like traditional museum space the fourth floor is like where all the galleries are and then the other floors are performance space and then the theater and then places where you can take dj classes so it's very much that sense of new museums seeing things as they're being made somewhat in real time the thing that i really liked was the uh they made the security guards also the educators and had plenty of them around so that even when we started having an inane conversation about one of the pieces, one of the educators was able to come by and be like, actually, that's not right. I know I'm a weirdo, but I really love art museum security guards. Um, and I, some of them do have some kind of art 
degree or a background. But I just really love talking to people who have not been through the academy, but who spend their lives around this artwork. Mm. And so I'm like, no, don't take away my security guards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there used to be at moment, there were a whole cadre of uh, security guards that were like, definitely not people that went to art school. They would have the best question. They would come to us with the best questions of like, oh, people are asking about this now. You get a security guard who has seen the same like, Eve's Klein blue painting every day for 20 years, they're going to have a different response to that. Yeah, they've lived with it rather than read about it. They also had a really strange space called the Media Tech, which was basically like a stairway with a really nice view. And then they threw a couple touch screens in the back. <gasps> Don't worry, they have a hashtag. There's a hashtag, everybody. Whew, that was close. I was afraid there wasn't going to be a hashtag. It was weird. It wasn't really a comfortable place to sit or interact with <laughs> no, things. Nobody was there. They did have the thing that all museums are starting to have, which I call the boyfriend space or the husband space. Whoever's been dragged to the museum, they then have a space that is kind of off to the side that has a nice view. Oh, look at that. Whoa, check out this view. This is stunning. And the feature of all new art museums? The view. The view. There's no art in this room. No, there's no art in this room. It's the best part of an art museum. A nice comfy chair. Yep. Oh, that's the stuff. Benches where you can just kind of like hang out and check your fantasy lineups. I I appreciated that space and I have no fantasy lineups to check. (laughs) Um, And I was, I was willingly dragged to the museum. I think there's something wonderful when you um, have been cooped up in these sort of worn little rooms looking at artwork and the lighting is this controlled environment. And then you step out into this flush of raw sunlight and looking out onto the little boats on the water and these big poofy clouds. And it's just, it, there's something mental about the relief of that. I think it's almost like, you know, the ability to step outside and catch a little bit of fresh air before going back in for more. Yeah. They put it halfway through the floor, right when you're just getting to the point of like, oh, too much art, like Mm -hmm. too much serious thinking. Part of my strategy with art museums is not to spend too long there, not to go once a year and spend the whole day, but to go repeatedly. And I was really struck by how small this museum is. Mm. I got to that point And then I was like, wait, what do you mean there's only two more galleries? That building is 62,000 square feet versus like MoMA's new addition, new small addition is 50,000 square feet. Yeah. It's like part of the New York versus Boston thing, right? Of New York is overwhelming. Also, it's like the infinite possibility, the choice. I think that because this is a contemporary space, that's why there's an entire floor that's devoted to like performance. And they really want people to come back and kind of engage in different stuff like ballet. The art almost becomes not an afterthought, but it's just sort of like the icing on the top of the, literally on the top of the building. I will say this about its size, which is that I felt like As a tourist going there, you have this feeling, the Pokemon feeling of like, gotta catch them all. Like, Mm. did I visit this place? And we saw it. I can put a big red check mark next to that on our list of things that we've seen in Boston. And sure that those displays will change and we'll go back there. But I can genuinely say that I saw what that place has to offer. 
it doesn't have the showstopper like you have to go and see this one thing in the collection like you got to go see starry night or you got to go see that so it doesn't have as much of the checkoff value which has its own pluses and minuses but yeah there's not that sense of like there's some 40,000 things to see but you have to see these two things take a selfie in front of them and then peace out I don't really know where you would take the selfie with maybe with the building with the building with yeah. the view of the boat yeah or maybe an artwork that you actually liked fuck art museum selfies <laughs> okay so uh favorite thing for me the memorable thing was uh they had a special exhibition by i think it's nalini milani no nalini milani nalini milani it's yes i believe she's a pakistani artist i don't know go look it up online but there was a piece that was made for documenta which is a big contemporary art fair but it was this really overwhelming room that had these transparent drums that had paintings on them that the light would then be projected through and those things would end up on the wall and there were uh, audio bits to it. And now it's yellow. And there's a pelvis. And there's a guy praying. And there's a guy with a gun. I think that's a crap. Butterfly. So many layers to it. Look at it for a long time. It's true. Simpsons. <laughs> right? Like every time you see a Simpsons episode, you see a reference that you didn't notice the last time you watched. It's true. More layers and layers and layers. It stops you from having that, like, walking by and being like, oh, that's a painting of a house. All right. What's next? It's tricky to pick. I felt like I liked a lot of them. There was one by Nicholas Nixon. I'm totally not familiar with him. Apparently he was a local photographer and he did some very intimate portraits of people that were suffering from AIDS and sort of their declining health. It just felt very beautiful and tragic and uh, he really captured some very intimate little domestic moments with these people petting their cat and holding their loved one. And you really got a little story from it and, and the heartbreak of it. Lots of good stuff in this tiny little space. There is a great Alice Neal, although I feel like Nina should maybe select that one since that's I do her. love Alice Neal. I named my cat after Alice Neal. <laughs> I, I appreciated how many women artists were shown. Yes. You know, the first gallery was particularly dedicated to women artists. And I was like, oh, no, they've, you know, sort of separated them off into their own space. And But really, as you walk through the rest of the museum, there were a lot of women artists represented. Well, tell us about the Alice Neal. Well, I like Alice Neal as like a character, like the artist herself. She kept painting and she kept, you know, she just didn't find success until she was older. I just really enjoy the truth of her paintings. You know, you look into the eyes of her people and and they're very real people that are looking out at you. You know, always love a good Alice Neal. Oh, I love this one. She has a lot of physical detail. Like she paints with those really heavy outlines, which I think are wonderful. It just makes the person sort of pop away from the canvas. But then I loved that this one, there was the details of the curve of the thigh that just felt so very real and like the flesh of a real woman, you know, the hair. Her hair was weird. (laughs) <laughs> it was weird. Like she had these two pigtails, right? Yeah. And and they curved weird. She was doing threadlocks. They were threadlocks before threadlocks were cool <laughs> because she had pieces of ribbon in her hair. That was was making them stand out stiff. And then it was the 70s, so she had wicked long hair, if I'm allowed to say that, in Boston. Whoa, using the local lingo. I wicked. Know. The transformation is underway. Wrapping it up, ICA, 
a wonderful place to see what's happening with a new museum that is in a new space in a new part of the city so definitely worth a visit and also go see other museums in the Boston area. Oh, also let's add highly doable, highly doable in the space of a day, not overwhelming. Not very far from the tea, very convenient. So even when it's cold outside, going to be a nice quick jaunt over. And pretty views, great views. And really awesome people working there. Yeah. Yeah, I will say um, like a really good solid collection to spend uh, an hour or two at. Yeah. I don't have any outro there. Music goes here. <laughs> oh, um, so yes, continue to send us more recommendations. You know the drill. Okay, bye. <laughs>